Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans. Welcome to the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I am your host, Pat Chinetti, joined tonight by my co-host, Dave Koch. Hey, Debbie was sick, so the union sent me. And our rotating Mickey Dude commentators, Kyle Ostrander. I sat next, Rebel Spy. Tim Schweska. Fresh off the trolley, having a sarsaparilla with the fellas at the drugstore. And Chuck Fitzgerald. They're tourists. What do they know? And our producer, Greg Nevis, is stuck somewhere in a closet, I think, in the backstage area of It's a Small World yet again tonight. When is that guy ever going to learn? Seriously. I, I, I don't know. He needs, he needs to find the exit, and he needs to find it quick. In past episodes, we did our must-dos. Tonight, we're going to do something a little bit different. We are going to be doing our must-don'ts. These are things around the parks or around the world that we avoid. These things don't appeal to us for some reason, one way or the other. But first, before we get into our just-don'ts, we are going to do one of our famous Mickey Dude polls. Kyle, it's all yours. As king of Sugar Rush, I hereby officially decree that it's time for a Mickey Do's podcast poll. All right, gentlemen, as we've done before, we're going to do a poll. I'm going to give you all a subject matter. You're going to tell me your favorite and a little description. We're not going to debate it. No ranting, Tim. It's simple and uh, to the point. And so for this this poll, we're going to uh, dive into the world of Disney animation, and particularly the Disney animation renaissance. This is the era in which the Disney Animation Studios returned to the musical fairy tale storytelling that Disney was known for and experienced a creative resurgence in producing animated films, quoted from Wikipedia. Thank you. And uh, if y'all don't know this film, it's Little Mermaid, Rescue is Down Under. That's really a fairy tale one there. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Pocahontas, Hunchback, Hercules, Moana, and Tarzan. And along with those great movies just came great music. So... For you guys, when you pick your favorite movie, uh, I kind of want to know what your favorite song from that movie is. And let's start with um, Pat. Uh, I have to go with The Lion King. Uh, first, in, It was the first movie my wife and I, when we were dating way back in high school, saw it's our first Disney movie. Um, I love Hakuna Matata as a song. Just bought a shirt for our trip in April. Wife won't let me wear it. She's afraid I'll get a stain on it. And any movie that happens to have Benson and Darth Vader in it, it's okay in my book. Awesome. David? I'm going to go with Aladdin, just for the fact that it's the first royalty movie with a male protagonist. And I'm going to go with Friend Like Me for obvious reasons, considering we chose it as our intro music for this podcast. I like it. Chuck? I uh, I think I'd have to go with Beauty and the Beast. Um, mainly because if I don't, my girlfriend would kill me. So that is probably one of the quintessential movies that Disney made during that resurgence. Um, it's one that almost everyone could relate to in some way. and I guess it sums up your relationship? Well, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> and for the best song out of there, it's uh, Gaston's song. It, it's fantastic. It's a pretty good song. All right, and for me, I'm going to pull a Jeff Williams uh, twofer here. You know, growing up, I always liked The Lion King. It's, I think it's the best animation, better story. However, as an adult, I think looking back on Aladdin and Robin Williams as a comedy, and that's just a funny movie altogether, I gotta pick Aladdin as my favorite. And for my favorite or best song of the whole Renaissance, I gotta go with uh, Part of Your World from Little Mermaid. I had to, that started the whole uh, great music and Disney film, which still holds true today in the modern day movies. Awesome. 
you know, I, I really think we did a, a, a great job there. We have five different guys, and we all have differing opinions just about, for the most part. Um, so now it's up to you, uh, Twitter friends of ours. Um, we're going to put a poll up, and let's see what you think. Um, I say, obviously, vote for Lion King because it's the right answer. So now, tonight, we are going to get into our episode of Must Don'ts. So again, recapping, these are things we don't necessarily really like to do. They're things we won't do. Things that don't appeal to us. So tonight, I'm going to start with Chuck. All right. Well, for me, my must don't is going to be a little bit of a controversial one because everyone loves it. And it's going to be Chef Mickey's. We ate there a couple Septembers ago before going to a Halloween party. And it was some of the worst atmosphere. It's very loud. There's no real theme. It's just a hodgepodge of stuff kind of thrown in there. The food was nothing to write home about. We were the first seating, and you'd figure the food would be fresh, would be ready to go. It wouldn't be the stuff towards the end of the night that gets made, you know, at the beginning of the night. And the character interaction wasn't the best. You know, people have great stories about Garden Grill and their character interaction there. Same with, you know, Crystal Palace. But this, for the price that you're paying, really left something to be desired. And I don't want to do it again, really, ever, if I could get away with it. Now, I I would actually almost agree with you if I didn't have kids. For kids, it's just it's something we, we do, and my kids love it in every way possible. The food, they don't care. It's kids' food, and they like it. Uh, the characters to them, as long as they see them, they're happy. But the one point that you brought up, the price range, you know, with the almost any character meal, the prices are so outrageous. They almost make it where a lot of people just won't or don't do it for that fact. The only reason why we do it is when we go, a lot of times we'll do the meal plan. And if we do the meal plan, it's just one credit for the day or for our dining credit. So, you know, it kind of works out for us. I don't see that check that says 300 and some odd dollars. Um, and then I faint. So it's, you know, it's definitely something that we do, but I could see a lot of people seeing that as we, as an, as a don't. So I don't think it's as controversial as you think. I'm going to say that there's a way of getting around that. I've never had a, I've never had any type of desire to eat at Chef Mickey's, but for parents who want to do the whole, um, character breakfast, there's a character breakfast at Swan and Dolphin Hotels. Uh, there's a restaurant, I forget the name of it there, but they offer a character breakfast with the Big Five on the weekends. And it's lower priced than most of the character meals on property and supposedly really good food. I think Lou Mangello has talked about it a lot on his show. And if you're going to go character meals and want to get those uh, main characters, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, uh, Goofy, Pluto... Your best bet is going there. Yeah, I think if you're going to go in there with the expectation that you're going to be paying for a great food at a breakfast buffet, then you're setting yourself up for failure. I mean, I go for the character interactions. My kids get their pictures. But I think every single breakfast buffet on property is is the same. It's not great food, but I do. My kids and I and my family have fun there. Well, see, that's the thing. We didn't go for breakfast. We went for, uh, for dinner. And, you know, breakfast is pretty homogenized, and all, all the food in the parks is pretty homogenized, but breakfast more so than anything else. However, I was my hopes were the highest, but they uh, they missed the bar on that by by a long shot. So, you know what? 
if it closes for renovations and doesn't reopen again, fine. Strong words there, Chuck. I like it. We're going to move on now and go over to Dave. All right. Well, one of the things that I refuse to do is Summit Plummet. I love roller coasters, but for some reason, I do have a fear of heights despite that. I know in a roller coaster, I'm secure, I'm on a track, I'll be fine. But the whole idea of just free sliding, I know that the angle, it's Disney, they're going to keep everybody safe, but just the whole idea of that ride, I can't wrap my head around. I tried one of these um, water slides at a local water park. It was about 80 feet up. This is something like double that. And just even just walking up the stairs for that one, I'm looking at the structure and it's swaying in the breeze freaking me out completely. I got through that ride, but I just can't bring myself to do Summit Plummet. I'm there with you. Yeah, I 100%, a thousand percent, a million percent agree with you on that one. My kids do it and they go, come on, dad. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not happening. I've done it before too, but when your back actually leaves the slide and you're legitimately free falling, yeah, I'm okay with that. I don't need that in my life. I'm all right without it. Negative. That's what makes it better. And I also don't need that major wedgie at the end of those type of slides. I agree with that too. Yeah, they're definitely not needed. You know, obviously Chuck likes the idea of not touching the slide at all and then a gigantic wedgie at the end. All right, that's cool. Well, I can do without the uh, the gigantic wedgie at the end, but the ride itself is fantastic. And ride is being pretty generous. The, uh, the slide is fantastic. I mean, Dave, you're, you're comparing a knockoff water park to a Disney park water slide. So I really don't think that's a fair shake that you're giving it there. Yeah, I know. And I've tried to get past that. And every time I go to do it, I just chicken out. It's just one of those mind over matter things. And it gets the best of me. Well, Chuck doesn't get wedged because of Speedos. That's why he's not complaining about them. I bet you I could find a, a person, one person in particular that deserves to see that. The guy that they make him that small, Chuck. No, well, you know, the uh, the guy that decided to take off the waffle sandwiches. Oh, fire him down then! <laughs> yeah, shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> oh, and, and I think honestly, probably for the next two, three, four, five hundred shows, anytime we bring up the waffle sandwich, it's just gonna set Tim off. I'm all right with that though. That's kind of fun. Waffle sandwich. <laughs> Just so you know, we're recording this about a week after this happened, but this will probably not be out for about a month, so we're going to be harping on this for a while. Ooh, waffle sandwich. Waffle sandwich. All right, with that, Kyle, it's up to you. Okay. Um, we're going to head over to Animal Kingdom. We're going to the Cali River Rapids. I don't hate the ride itself. Back when I was younger, it was it was fun, but now as I'm getting older and fatter, I, I just hate getting that wet. There is no place in that ride you can sit and not get not come out completely soaked and if you want to see me be angry and miserable the rest of the trip the rest of the day is get my shoes wet i i've i've, I've been sick to puking in the parks and never been more miserable than having wet shoes those blister factories down there just i hate it i really hate it trying to be uh nice here not cuss about it and you just can't get dry after being that wet in florida because of the humidity and you try to get on the Disney transportation and it blasts in negative 26 degrees with a 45 degree wind chill. It's, it's just freaking miserable. That ride makes me miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people of actually just um, changing into bathing suits and making their children do that no. before riding. But then, 
and I, and I've heard that too. But then, what's the point really of riding the ride? Like it, it, the amount of time it takes to go in, change, do all that. It, it's honestly just ridiculous. I hate the ride personally, and it probably would have made my list. You know, if if I had a few more to choose from, but you know, it's just there's it's a pointless ride in my opinion. And they always say, do it. Absolutely. I've always heard, do it into your day, so you can just walk straight. You can go back to your hotel room. No, it's it, no matter how late in the day if you're going back, it's uh, no negative. Not ever doing that. No, ride. it it doesn't help at all. You're gonna catch pneumonia on the uh, bus because of all of the uh, air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah, that's on. You know what? We did that last time we were down. We went on uh, Collie River Rapids. It was a rainy day. We went on 4.30. You know, park probably closed at 5. Went on it once. Got soaked. At that point, we were already soaked. Went on it a second time, which was probably a bad idea. Got even more soaked. And then had to dredge from the very back of the park, pretty much where that is, all the way to the bus stop. Now, the bus that we were taking was to the Animal Kingdom Lodge, so it was a five-second trip. But it was the most miserable five seconds I had that entire vacation because you're wet, you're cold, and you just you don't want to talk to people. It, it's bad news written all over it, so I can't agree more with this one. All right, so that you know that's a, we pretty much are all in agreement on that one as a must-don't. Um, so we'll go to me now, and um, I'm going to say uh, this one. This one's a little bit probably not going to be as popular. Um, like Chuck was saying before, but I refuse to, and I will not wait in line for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. If I have a fast pass, yes, I'll do it. But there is no chance in any, you can give me just about anything in the parks where I'm gonna wait an hour, uh, hour and a half, whatever it is, to ride a ride that's about four minutes long, or you know, it's a short ride. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's fun, you know, I guess. But I think that ride is overhyped. I think it really, you know, deserves for a lot for waiting in line that long. I think you deserve a little bit more of a payoff. And I see people just waiting in line in the middle of the summer in August. It's 99 degrees, 100 percent humidity. They're waiting in line for two hours. I, I I think it's round two. Round two. I think uh, <laughs> I think it's I think it's insane for the, anybody to do that. I just I won't do it. Can't do it. Don't do it. Will not do it. I'm gonna agree on this one. We need to do a show one day of Disney overrated. I liked it. It was a fun ride. It was fun, but it's not worth a 75 minute wait. And you know what? I don't even waste a fast pass on it. Uh, I will. I wouldn't consider it a waste, but I'm not going to wait and stand by for that. No. It's still long ass. I'd rather have Peter Pan, Splash Mountain, and Space Mountain. And you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Wow. Where's the ding now? Because we need like a third round right now. All right. So we're pretty much in agreement with that. And we're going to go back to Chuck. So, like I said, David's opinion was wrong. My next must-don't is Peter Pan's Flight. Never has there been a more overrated attraction. You are in line for 90 minutes on a good day. It's a very slow-loading attraction, and you're in the attraction for maybe three minutes. And that's a very big maybe. It's not worth it. It's not worth a fast pass. It's not worth standing standby. You know, they, they add the interactive queue to make your wait more enjoyable. However, an attraction shouldn't have to have that based on the fact that it is that slow loading. And the amount of people that do it, you know, I, I cannot understand it for the life of me. I, we did it last year. We did a fast pass, I believe. Never, ever would I do that again. Um, it's a waste of a fast pass. It's a waste of 90 minutes. 
and a waste of 30 seconds when you're actually in the attraction. I just lose my cookies every time I see anything Peter Pan related. <laughs> I probably laughed over that. I have no idea. I just wasn't expecting you to lose your cookies. So please, can you say that again? I just lose my cookies every time I see anything Peter Pan related. Growing up, it was my all-time favorite Disney movie. All of the characters are my top choice for pictures in the parks. I see Peter, I start crowing, I'll see him and I'll start going cock-a-doodle-doo. I'll talk to Wendy about uh, the boys, see how they are, ask how Nana is, and love those rare uh, meetings with Captain Hook. So that's just one of those rides that just brings back my childhood. Plus, growing up, I always had a thing for Tiger Lily. And now we come to the debate. I like Tiger Lily, that's a good call. Ah, there it is. <laughs> oh, for the That's a great freaking ride, man. That's a... No, I no, it's not. Ride. You are completely wrong. Yeah, Chuck, you're so outnumbered right now because it is one of my favorite rides of all time. I won't go as far Fine. as favorite. It's probably my, my favorite in Fantasyland. And you don't get a wedgie on it. No, you don't. That should not be a criteria for a good ride. Well, it couldn't hurt. Well, Just I mean, saying. if well, you had it, it could. Well, that's a valid point. So you really don't want one. So it's a po- it's a bonus point or a bonus check in the Peter Pan column. Yes, it is. So by that yeah. aspect, Tomorrowland Transit Authority should be the best ride ever. But it is. You definitely not get a wedgie. Tomorrowland there. Transit Authority is the best ride ever. There are so many possibilities that you can do with that ride. Naps, things I won't mention here. Thanks, Chuck. You just proved the point. Besides, remember, you are a Buffalo Bills fan. You don't do well on the big stage. Ooh, Chuck's mad. So what we've learned just now is that Chuck is wrong a lot. Except on this. And this makes a lot of sense now why he picked Beauty and the Beast. It's reasons like this I should not drink while I record. <laughs> why, so you can talk about how you crow? That's a good point. That's a good point. Because really, I, I, was, I wasn't going to go there. But hey, you know, we can if we want. So, Chuck, you're wrong, and we're going to go to Tim. All right, well, going to go ahead and stay in the uh, the Magic Kingdom. And uh, I am going to say a, a must-don't for me, a, a, a no-way-no-how, is going to be Starbucks on Main Street. I used to love Main Street Bakery. I used to love all the wonderful smells that used to come out of there. I used to love the croissants you could get in there, the little omelet sandwich. And to see it replaced by... Just this basic, faceless coffee you can find on almost every street corner of any city populated of 40,000 or more. Especially when you're in a place that has Joffrey's, uh, that has some really amazing coffee. Yeah, um, it, it just it just loses it loses everything with me. I'm uh, I've never been a fan of Starbucks. Uh, I never will be a fan of Starbucks. And now that it's taken out Main Street Bakery. I am definitely not a fan of Starbucks. So, one of those uh, where a lot of people were zipping on in there to get their venti macchiato, slap me up the side head with extra extra crispies or whatever you're putting on it. Yeah, don't care. You know, thanks. Are you doing half calf? Yeah, ha- half calf, uh, extra crispy, please. That's awesome. But I'm gonna let me. I, excuse me. I have to take a sip of my uh, Kona blend, Joffrey's. Thank you, Joffrey's. Mm. Oh, wonderful, wonderful coffee. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> now, I gotta agree with Tim on the whole Starbucks thing. I'm not a huge Starbucks fan at all. Like he said, it's just some trendy coffee anybody can get. However, when I know I don't know when Joffish came to Disney World, but when I heard Nescafe was coming, was leaving, 
and Starbucks is coming in, I got a little excited. Oh, well, anything's better than Nescafe. Nescafe is is dirty water. I was going to say, I don't know of this Nescafe that uh, uh, Kyle speaks of. I do know of Nescafe, though. I was going to say something that might alienate people, so I'm just going to keep my mouth go, shut Go right ahead. Now. Go ahead, Pat. We're all listening. No, no, no. I love all our friends and listeners from all over. Including the South? I didn't say anything, Kyle. I can't believe you would actually bring that wow, up. Wow, he's putting words in your yeah, mouth. Kyle, why would you make fun of the South? Aren't you from the South? Yes. That's crazy. See, I, know some, I know some of our trees don't branch, but we're, we're people down here, okay? Oh, gee. It's amazing. The Connecticut jerk in King Arthur's court's mouthing off again. <laughs> Tim, I am going to give you a point for that because that was fantastic. That was fantastic. Connecticut's the only state that doesn't have an accent and we speak perfect English. Come on now. Any state that puts mustard on their burgers, we have a problem. I, okay, well, that must be on the other side of this really tidy state that I live in. I, that I don't mustard on burgers? What are you talking about? That's like putting ketchup on your hot dog. Oh, no, 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 no. I almost, I almost exactly. had to find a good divorce attorney for that when I caught my wife putting ketchup on a Chicago dog. Oh, my God. Okay, that, that 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 is almost. Oh, she al- she almost oh. got left right at Portillo's. It was close. <laughs> All right, we're so off topic. Chuck, are you still around? Are you still mad at us? I'm I'm still here. I I just can't believe that you people still are wrong. You people. Yeah, you people. What do you mean by you people? Each and every one of you. So we're gonna be one of those shows, are we? I need a beer. The the anger that is coming from Chuck right now. Oh, you haven't seen me angry. You wouldn't like me. That's a good point. (laughs) Said the most disappointing Hulk ever. Besides, what would Chuck know? He's a tourist. (laughs) That's my line. But I use it so well. Well, I couldn't make up for what Tim did. I mean, you know, he stole everybody's thunder. And speaking of excuses, we're going to go to Dave. All right, this one, I'm going to preface it with the fact that not always... This is more for one of those quick trips that I'm known for, where if I'm going down for a weekend to see Christmas stuff or anything, one thing I will not do is get a uh, Savannah room at Animal Kingdom Lodge. I love this hotel. I love the idea of the Savannah. But the thing with me is I'm one of these people that I don't stop on my vacations. I go straight through all day and I power through the day. So I'm rope dropping a park. I'm going around. I'm not coming back to my room for a nap. Might come back for a swim once in a while, but most of the time I'm cutting out pool time and I'm just going all around property. I love Savannah View rooms, but you're not going to see anything in the morning when you're getting ready to go rope drop a park. And I found out this the hard way. My uh, father was retiring and I wanted to surprise them and I took, I took him and my mother down to Disney World as a way to celebrate his retirement. I rented DVC points and I got a nice studio at Jumbo House and I really wanted to impress them. They'd never been for the whole Christmas time. We went the first weekend of December and I wanted to make this the trip of a lifetime for them. We only had three days to all the Christmas stuff so we had to rope drop parks and I figured okay we can just have our coffee and go to the parks. So I had it set up. I, I researched the exact time that sunrise was coming. I set my alarm for sunrise and I set it for my mp3 player to play the circle of life right as the sun was coming up and I had it on full volume so the entire room is dark it's pitch black completely quiet all of a sudden the alarm goes off you hear nah it's a benya baba beat you 
at this huge decibel that can just basically wake the entire floor and woke them up. I went over to the curtains to open up the room. Basically, I was I thought that the entire circle of life would be unfolding right in front of me on the savannah. Yeah, there were no animals. They were back in their barns getting their medical treatment. The only thing that was out there was a cast member with a hose shooting water at a rock. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that was one of the best stories I've ever heard. <laughs> I was not abused. <laughs> well, it makes oh, for great show. Oh, topic. that was fantastic. I paid an arm and a leg for that room, and we did not see in a, a single animal that weekend. But you saw a wild cast member. That is true. <laughs> Correct. Spray, spraying a rock. Yes. That's, that's impressive. Holy cannoli. You know what that is? That is karma for getting you back for waking up the whole floor. You deserve to only see... A cast member spraying a rock with a hose after setting your Lion King alarm to the ass crack of dawn. <laughs> I had it. There was three days. One day it was going to be that. Another day I had an, I had another um, African song set up. I had three different songs picked up to start off, and it just completely ruined my plans. You know I'm here right now? Excuses. I was actually hearing three different reasons to kick his butt. <laughs> well, my question is, did you keep going each of the three days after it didn't work the first day? No, I abandoned my plans. <laughs> you put in so much effort, and all that came out was a womp, 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 womp. Yes, yes, it did. So basically, the rest of the trip, I went and cried in the corner. I pulled a chuck. Oh. You could have cried on Peter Pan, but you're probably waiting in line for 90 minutes. Round four. No, it was on the refurb then. Wow. Yeah, no, they still didn't make it any better. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. For what? <laughs> For someone who obviously can't get their poverty pizza out of the oven on time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write I'm gonna write the number down on the time <laughs> slot of that one thirty-seven minutes. 17 seconds, Greg cut out. All right, cool. Holy cow. And Kyle, you're next. I thought it was your turn, Pat. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with you, Kyle. All right, y'all hate Starbucks and y'all hate Animal Kingdom Lodge, but I'm going to say something that's probably going to get me ostracized from this country and banned from everything. I don't really give a crap. Muppet Vision 3D. I just think it's so outdated. It hasn't, been, hasn't changed in years. Even when it got through its uh, refurb, I think it got refurbed. It went digital. What could you do? Um, yeah, it was cool back in 1991 and 92 and 93 and 94. And it just kind of lost its funniness, I guess, his humor. And you see Sweetums twice, for love of God. On the screen, running through the theater. Can someone fix that crap? And when, they, when the fire truck goes through the wall, they're still holding 1980s balloons and, and wear 1980s Mickey t-shirts. Ish. It's not fun to me at all. I'm going to agree with you on the whole Sweetums thing because that just drives me nuts. He's in the he's in the theater at the same time that he's on the screen. It just makes no sense. I can't believe that Disney hasn't picked up on that one, considering there's only one Mickey Mouse and no two Mickey mice are ever seen together. This one is just a major flop on Disney's part. That it shows that not even the Imagineers are going in, and. I love it. It really does break my heart. I'm a huge, huge Muppet fan, and this is in some serious, serious need of refurbishing, serious need of updating. The Muppets are so amazing. The Muppets are so cool. 
the Muppets can appeal to another generation, but you know they have to. They got to give them a. Re- they have to give the uh, the new generation a reason to actually pay attention. I still think it's fantastic, regardless of everything. As outdated as it is, it's one of the best attractions and one of the only attractions in Hollywood Studios right now. That's not saying much. <laughs> no. I do gotta say the the pre-show is funny. I do love the pre-show, but the whole the show itself is crap. But you know what? Now that they well, added the pre-show hasn't changed. New stuff. No, actually, they've edited it now for the last one. They have that uh, Russian Kermit the Frog character, Constantine, that's it. And he kind of just ends up uh, breaking open the transmissions at times over the original one. And they cut out Gonzo tap dancing with the uh, flower on his head, one of the best parts of that whole thing. Do they still have the same eagle part? Yeah, they have the Sam Eagle, they have the the whole Rizzo part. They have my favorite part when the 3Ds come out. And Max says that he's sick. We need that by the light, by the light of the silvery moon. That is twice tonight you sang, Dave. If you sing again, you're you're banned for next week's show. I did not sing. It's actually going to be a bonus episode. I did not sing. I screamed that like they do. Oh, maybe that's why there were no animals out before. Is You weren't singing, you were screaming then too? That's a possibility. Now, my only question is this. Can we have a big water skiing finale? No. You suck. I know. This fat guy don't ski. Our finale is going to be replaced by from water skiing to a marvelous three-hour tribute to all nations, but mostly America. Wow, I actually agree with you on something. That might be the first time tonight. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to finish it up tonight with the Rainforest Cafe. Um, I personally don't see a point of going to the Rainforest Cafe. There's really not much special about it because... You can go other places besides Disney. They are quite numerous. I have one in Connecticut. There was one, there's a couple in New York that I've been to and so on and so forth. So, and really the the biggest problem I have with it is you have T-Rex that you can go to instead. And it's about a thousand times better. So I will just say there's no real reason for me to go to Rainforest for any reason. I just won't do it. I can't do it. I'm actually just annoyed thinking about the Rainforest Cafe right now, so I'm going to stop now. I I think I found my trigger word. It might be Rainforest Cafe, because all of a sudden I'm angry. I'm going to agree with you on this one. I just save it for Vegas. I have nothing else to say on this topic except Chuck is wrong. Well, strangely enough, any time that we are really bored and want to get some facsimile of Disney, we have a Rainforest Cafe in Niagara Falls. Actually, there's two Rainforest Cafes in Niagara Falls, one in... um, Canada and the other one on the U.S. side, but we'll go there. Their food's nothing to write home about. I can do without it. It's just it's a place to make you think that you're warm um, for the time that you have. I have no rainforest cafe near me, and the food sucks. We've uh, we've got one a uh, couple near us, and quite honestly, we can do without them. It's it's a very very expensive TGI Fridays menu with you know with basically jungle decor. I mean, it's. It's cute, it's neat to look at for five seconds and then leave. It's not as good as Friday's. Wow. We we actually we actually are gonna end the show with an agreement on on the last thing. So we've learned tonight that Chuck's wrong on many things, but I'm gonna end tonight's show with a quote for our friends on the West Coast. Don't you go to the laughing place. You must beware. The fox is there. Don't go in. Everybody have a good night. See you next week.
You've just listened to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.